Bookworms Horror Podcast is sponsored by Creepy Crate. Creepy Crate is a horror and true crime subscription box filled with spooky collectibles, macabre accessories, and terrifying goodies. Each bi-monthly box is filled with over $85 of terror and includes at least one horror or true crime book. This box delivers dread to your doorstep for just $39.99 with free shipping. Go to creepycrate.store to subscribe. Use the code bookworm5 at checkout to get $5 off your subscription. That's bookworm5 for $5 off your subscription. And now to the show. Welcome to Bookworm's Horror, the podcast that offers you tips on writing, especially in the horror genre. My name is James Hippolyte. I am the host of the Real Demons of Pop Culture podcast, in which I unearth the origins and eerie allure of pop culture's captivating demonic realm. On this week's episode, I talked to Regina about her recent trip to StokerCon and how that went. Regina is a Wadi Award winner for Best Horror Novel, as well as multiple screenwriting awards, including a Webby honoree. Regina is also the contributing editor of the best-selling Local Haunts, a horror tube anthology. Find Regina and her alter ego, Batilda, at her booktube channel, Regina's Haunted Library, and on her blog, rstclair.com. Regina and myself are the editors of the Bookworms Horror Zine, and since we're seeking great horror fiction for bookworms, we created this weekly podcast to offer writers quick tips on writing for the genre. Find all our links in the show notes. Now let's jump into my conversation with Regina as she speaks with me from her haunted library. went to StokerCon this past weekend, and that's in Pittsburgh, is that correct? Yes. Okay. It was my first StokerCon. So what is StokerCon? StokerCon is the Horror Writers Association's conference. I got with my um, swag a, a book that gets into the history of it, and I haven't read it yet, so I don't really know. But I don't think the con is that old if I'm not mistaken. I mean, maybe 10 years. All right, so what was it like? It was at, I guess, a hotel, right? Yes, it was at, oh my gosh, I think it was a Sheridan. I didn't stay at that hotel. Okay. Because there was a Taylor Swift concert, two Taylor Swift concerts that weekend in Pittsburgh. And there were so many fans walking around and, and all the hotel rooms were booked. So I was happy to get a hotel room they're not called fans. Oh, sorry, Swifties? Yes. See, I'm not up on the jargon. I don't I don't think I've ever listened to a Taylor Swift song in my life, but not, Yeah, you probably heard them. You just Yeah, I think I have heard a few. Yeah, uh, you haven't actively sought it out. Never. And there were I mean, these girls, they were cute, all dressed up and every like some of them had their moms with them and they were dressed up everyone's like in in sparkly skirts and stuff and so yeah, it it was it was fun and I I enjoyed the uh the the city of Pittsburgh which I have not really explored before. So that was cool. Yeah, that's George Romero's uh I know. hometown. They mentioned him at the con and they said that uh I think it's through 
maybe University of Pittsburgh. They're putting together a huge uh, horror archive. Now, is this con something that a lot of writers go to? Yes. Yes, it's, it's, it's basically uh, around the, centered around the uh, Stoker Awards. Which so, is horror writing, correct? Uh, like if yes. somebody won a Bram Stoker Award, it's, they're a horror writer. It's horror. Yep, it's all horror. And I guess they branched away from the fantasy awards. There's like the Hugo Award and mm -hmm. the, there's another big one. Nebula, is it? Yes. I don't know. And, it's and a science fiction one. World Fantasy Conference. And they broke away from that and had their own conference I wish I knew more about the history, but I need to to uh, bone up on the history. But that's all right. You know, the, yeah. anybody interested, they can just go to the website and learn the history of StokerCon. I'm just trying to get it from a, a writer's <laughs> point of view. Somebody mm -hmm. that you went. Now, I'm assuming I've been to a lot of conventions. I'm assuming that there are tables where you can purchase things. There are panels where you can learn about things. There yes. are special guests. Uh, did you participate? Well, I know you had your own table. And yes. from a writer's point of view, do you feel like financially it was beneficial? I'm not talking about like exposure or networking, but just you, you have to pay to get a table and sit down and mm -hmm. sell your wares. Do you find that that was the best reason for going or probably the last of all of it? Probably the last of all. I don't think that. I mean, I sold a few books, but I don't like financially. I, I don't think it was something that uh, was. I mean, it was worth it for me for the experience and for the exposure. Right, uh, we'll get I, into that. We will yeah, get into because that because I think what people um, have to understand that if you're going. Not only are you paying for like to drive there and then for a hotel and then you pay for the table for the whole weekend and if I'm correct, you have to be at that table. You can't walk away unless you have someone there. Is that correct? Or do they have different rules? I walked away from mine a lot, my table a lot. <laughs> and I also had a very indulgent spouse with me who shared some of the duties. But at one point, you know, we were, there weren't a lot of people in that room. So we just threw a, a black tablecloth over the wares and left. And I, I really don't think I had to worry about anyone taking a book, you know, uh, and right. I don't know if just looking at the other vendors and I'm, there were some more prominent vendors at people who have small presses mostly, but there were quite a few independent writers and I don't think they were just from talking to them. I don't think they were selling many books either, but we were doing trades of each other's books and I gave away some of my zines just to talk to people and I bought a few books. So I think probably the the money I made, I probably spent back buying other people's books and stuff. But that was right. okay because I wasn't going there to make money, and I didn't really make any money. Right. But I, I, that's, I guess, what I want to say. Like, if, if somebody's interested in doing this, you're, you're, what you're getting in value is probably not going to be. I'm there to sell books, but everything else we're going to talk about moving forward after this is why we're probably going to go to a convention to do this because. I know as a consumer, I can't buy as many books as I want to when I'm at one of these places. So even if you walk up to Regina's table, you might have already bought something at somebody else's table and you hit your budget, 
right? right. So, but I now learned about Regina, right? Yeah, and I and, did. I did have a lot of contact like that, and it was great. I got to meet people whom I admire. Someone like um, Ellen Datlow, who puts together the. Uh, best of horror fiction every year. She came up Mm -hmm. to my table and she was really nice. And she had listed one of the anthologies, Local Haunts, in her best of a couple years ago. No, that's great. Yeah, so that was a good opener for me to remind her, hey, you know, I sent this. And she's like, oh, great. And I gave her one of my zines, our zines rather. And uh, she said, oh, send me more stuff. So I made that contact. She won a a Bram Stoker's, uh, I believe it was a Lifetime Achievement Award. Mm-hmm. So she's been in the game a long time. So just being able to make that contact was wonderful. And and then I I also chatted with Brian Keene and a couple other people who are the pl- big players, I guess you could say, which which is kind of fun. And on that, another weird thing, I also had a couple people come up to me and be like, oh my God, I can't believe it. I watch your, your YouTube channel. Right. So that was cool too. So just I think showing my face, I met up with two of my booktuber friends, uh, Alex the Bookubus and Lydia from Typical Books. One of uh, Alex lives in Pittsburgh and Lydia lives in Ottawa, so she came down. Wow. And yeah, and we had the best time because I've been chatting with these ladies online for a couple of years now. So it was like meeting up with friends for the first time in the flesh. Yeah, that's really cool. It was cool, and I did not spend the whole time at my table. I, I did go to a few panels. Now, if I had to do it again, I think I probably would have would not have done the table and just gone the first time and, and done the panels. I think that might have been a little more, uh, I would have gotten a little more out of that as a writer because there were a lot of panels that I missed, but I try to balance it out. Yeah, but you did meet people and made connections Uh and networked so i think that really does pay off um versus just going and not doing the table i think that the the connections you made were pretty huge the connections were great and i noticed when i got home i had a spike in my amazon sales oh nice yeah so i think I, i also think like having going up to people buying their book and talking with them there's kind of like a a good faith going on that maybe not that they feel obligated but they'll might then check out my stuff you know i'm gonna be the devil's advocate here. <laughs> okay but in my experience usually is not the case mm. i mean it doesn't matter what art you're running around i support so many people i know you do and like just online buying people's uh, original art and going to shows and things like that I don't, again, I don't, I do believe the more you give, you get back in this world. Um, But I don't know if it's equal. Some people say you get more back. I don't know. I don't do it to get back. No, I don't either. Um, But I'm saying, like, it's interesting to me how many people I see that just take, take, take. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I know what you mean. And I, I, it surprises me. It just really does. And yeah. I, and I don't know if, I know you and I might think like this, but I don't know if it used to be better, <laughs> you know, like mm. um, when it comes to art communities and things like that, how it feels like it used to be more of a commune type thing. Um, but I could be off. I could be just living in some fantasy nostalgic. No, I don't. I, I know what you're saying, and there is, in in every sphere of the arts especially, 
a, a certain hunger that comes out and you can kind of smell it in the water. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? It's like, look at me, 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 look at my book, my book. And it's kind of, a, you know, at one point I was sort of observing this and I, I said to Joe, my husband, um, that that quote from Mike Nichols when he was talking about, I think it was when he was talking about uh, directing Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf and he, the line was something like, uh, why is, why is uh, academic, the academic world so cutthroat and competitive? And he said, it's because the stakes are so low. (laughs) (laughs) Now that sounds bitter, but I feel like in the arts and I've been in this, I mean, I may not have been in this fiction horror game that long. I've been in the arts game my entire life and it's just an observation. And I always kind of want to say, hey, it's, let's just chill out. Like we don't need to be in comp- competition with each other. And I'm not, I'm not saying I felt that from other people, but just, you know, it's just an observation. Um, Cause I definitely felt like in this, har- I'm not a member of the Horror Writers Association. I mean, I guess I can be, a, I could buy my way into an associate member or something, but you have to be, you have to have had um, been, I think, uh, received a certain amount of money for a short story. Actually, the people who uh, have uh, gotten their, their stories and bookworms are probably uh, qualified to become a, a horror writer association members. But so I definitely was an outsider looking into this world, if you know what I mean. Yeah. But once I went up and, and at first I felt a little maybe nervous or intimidated a bit. But then once I went around and talked to people, I realized they were just like me. They have a couple books, and I actually had a lot more books than most of them. And they're just trying to, you know, get their foot in the door either as a writer or as a publisher. And you know, yeah, so. I think, and I just read this, and I've heard it throughout my life, that the idea that artists feel like they have to compete is that they have this sense of scarcity like there is not enough in the world that we all can succeed and that's not true at all there's plenty out there for all of us to create art and have an audience you don't have to compete i couldn't agree with you more in fact one of my favorite quotes is from henry miller an art an artist that is an author that i always inspired me just Mm -hmm. because he had a you know screw it attitude but he he said something like or wrote the um, the world is big enough for everyone's gifts. Yes. And I absolutely believe that because what I'm going to write is going to be different from the guy next to me who's trying to sell his book. You know. Right. So and we got eight billion people in this world. So <laughs> I know <laughs> there's plenty of people for you. So it sounds like though you did get something out of the panels. Yes, I, and I got—I mean, I got something out of the the dealer's room too. It's always a learning experience. The panels yes. were really interesting. It was nice to hear. I—I I think as a writer, it was really good. I wish I could have sat in on more. I think I did about four. Well, if and it may or may not. A lot of times, these conferences they actually have someone recording the video, and it might show up on YouTube. Okay, yeah, that's. So that's I would look an for something too. you might have thought you missed. Yes, I. I got a lot out of, like there was one author, um, Al Going Back, who is a, he wrote The Crota. I don't know if you read that, it's really good. I don't think it, so. So it was, I hadn't read a lot of the work of 
well, I read a lot of Brian Keene stuff, but there were quite a few people on the panel who were new, new writers or new to me, and I hadn't read a lot of their stuff. But just seeing a writer that I have read talk about the process, some writer that I like, was cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so there was a lot of a lot of that, and it was a good vibe overall. And it was fun to, even though it, the the award ceremony was really long. <laughs> <laughs> I think my husband was so happy that I let him off the hook and he stayed in the hotel and watched his hockey game. Good for him. Yeah, but uh, it was long, but we dressed up. It was fun. You know, I went out with my friends and it was interesting hearing the all the speeches and it made me want to now like check out their books. So I, I ended up coming home with a bunch of books and I plan to get more and what I'm going to try to do is read one per month you know yeah at these events like this I looked at a lot of names now I knew Daniel Krauss because he wrote I'm reading a book actually called the rotters that he wrote mm-hmm. um, and he's got a lot of books that I recognize but what about like horror royalty so like do they have awards where there's people like Joe Hill or King that are nominated for they, an award, or is it like, no, those people are not included? They did uh, nominate a couple, in, in the film category, they did like screenplay category, there were some f- pretty famous names there, but they, and I forget who won, but they didn't, they weren't there. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I know like uh, Mia Goth and Ty West were nominated yeah. oh, for, cool. yeah, for Pearl. Yeah. But they didn't show up. The brothers who do a lot of TV, Duffer Brothers Uh, or something? Yeah, they do Stranger Things, the Duffer Brothers. Yes, they won the best screenplay, or I guess screenplay or television screenplay, but they did not show up. So they're not even there like via Zoom or something or Skype? No, they weren't there via Zoom. They had somebody or someone from the association accept the award. Okay, So no, it wasn't like star-studded and... To be honest, it definitely has those, and I'm, I'm not saying this is a bad thing, not being critical, I, but it has an in-crowd feel about it. Yeah. Well, I think... But those things always do. Yes, and I think that the more you go, you would become part of the in-crowd. It's just yeah, a, I think a so. matter of people recognizing you. So one piece of advice you would give to somebody who was thinking about going to StokerCon as an author, what would you advise? Well, I would advise because I think, like myself, a lot of us authors are shy, mm-hmm. a bit introverted, is try to overcome that and talk to people. Because once you do, you'll realize they're probably just as shy as you are. Mm-hmm. And approach people. Don't be afraid to, to talk to people. And uh, if you can, if you, you know, can ask them about their work. People usually like to talk about what they're doing and and then let them know that you're a writer and have a card ready that you can give them. So they'll, because the, I don't know if you've been to a lot of cons, James. Yeah. The name tag has a place where you could put cards and stuff. So that was very convenient. So you collect a lot of cards and then when you get home, you know, add them, follow them on Instagram or send a message. Hey, it was nice to meet you. Just that kind of stuff I think helps. And I'm not... This is I'm saying this as advice to myself because I am not anywhere near 
expert at this kind of marketing thing. In fact, I'm really learning as I go. But I had to force myself out of my comfort zone to do this because I thought, well, you know what? I'm spending the money to do this. I want to make the most out of it and not just hug the wall, but to actually meet people. And I'm really glad I did. Yeah, that's really great advice. And knowing you, I know that like if you did open up, people would enjoy you got a lot of stuff to share you got a lot of experience and it's not like you're like oh god why did i start talking to this person like you're an interesting person so it's oh, not well, like, thank you it's not like you know i think the fear is us it's our own internal fear mm-hmm. but you know once you break that and i think you're right a lot of writers obviously if you work you're sitting in a room quiet by yourself yourself all the time it's really difficult but it is important i think the one thing you brought up that i think is even more important is following up afterwards because yes no one really will do that so if you did that you're already like up in there like oh this person i i do remember meeting you thank you so for you know i'm glad you reached out you know mm-hmm. i think that's very important yeah i think so and and just letting them know that you're you're one you know you're a writer horror fan i mean for me i have my youtube channel so and i do discuss books so actually getting to know me and not that I'm going to read every book and review it, but you know, there's, there's something in it for them too. Yeah. But I All think right. what you want to avoid, and no one did this to me, but I think one, one thing you might want to avoid is just being like, read my book, read my book, read, you know, it doesn't really work that way. No, like if you listen more than talk, you're going to actually appear more interesting to them than it's somebody who's constantly talking about themselves. A lot of people get it wrong because they're constantly just talking about themselves. Yes, or, or afraid to talk at all, which was yeah. where, where I was. I, I know people who make a friend when they take a ride in the elevator. You know, oh, I all... know those people too. They, yeah, they, I, I am so impressed with that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I don't know, like it's just people are different. And I don't know if it's something you can learn but you definitely can, um, well, I guess you can learn it, but I don't know if it's something that you can ever feel nat- that you can do naturally. Some people just do it naturally. Right, I don't, I, I but know. I've gotten better about, I've become more aware that it's something I need to work on. And, and I've gotten over my fear by just doing it a little more, if that makes sense. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, finish for this week. And next okay. week, we'll be talking about outlining oh thank you for tuning in to the bookworms horror podcast you can get the bookworms zine premiere issue on our etsy link which is in the show notes the second issue should be coming out soon so stay tuned and we will keep you posted on when you can pick that up all our other links are in the show notes we'll be back next week with a new episode Bookworms is a Gorilla Delphia production. Yeah!